Come. Come to me. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Come hang out with me. I'm having a listening party for this episode of this podcast. Gotta recap. I swear nothing bad will happen to you. No elaborate deadly obstacle courses or giant rock monsters here. I've got Totino's Pizza Rolls and Mountain Dew Code Red. We'll have a good old time. No? Alright, you're lost, buddy. On with the show, I guess. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. We are back for episode 10. Hard to believe we've made it to double digits. Yeah. Nick Montagani here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, what's going on? How's how's your week? Hello. Uh, not much is going on. My week was pretty good. Uh, short week, as you probably had as well. Yes, uh, yes, definitely appreciated that. That was nice. Yeah. I'm not loving this heat right now, though. No, uh, it is... Up in the 90s here uh, where we are, which it kind of went from like zero to 60, or I guess you could say zero to 90. Yeah, um, yeah, I would. <laughs> it took off pretty quickly here, uh, although I guess we have reached June, so these kinds of things will happen. Um, I'm sweating. Brendan, I, I had a uh, had a little thing I wanted to talk to you about here. Um, I saw on Twitter, I'm not sure if you saw this, there was some random Twitter account that I'm not familiar with, uh, but it had tweeted out an image of essentially uh, a Mount Rushmore of Cartoon Network TV shows. Yeah, I did see that. You know, you had okay. uh, responded. Yeah. So it's for for those who haven't seen it, um, it's essentially a Photoshop of Mount Rushmore with four Cartoon Network characters uh, sort of Photoshopped over it. Um, a lot of discourse on Twitter about this image because this this Twitter account shows um it's uh Adventure Time uh what that's that's Finn is yep. the character yeah okay um Steven Universe uh and then I believe this is Gumball not okay. super familiar with Gumball it's like but, a cat um, kind of character yep mm-hmm. yep that's the one and then the other one is a regular show character I'm not familiar with those characters names either but it's the one that's not the bird um is it Mordecai I think is the raccoon. Okay, so it's it's a raccoon so mm-hmm. we're going to roll we're going to roll with that. I think that's right. I didn't really watch a uh, regular show though. It was a no. little weird. Yeah. I I also didn't watch it um kind of I feel like around that time period my cartoon intake was maybe strictly like Legend of Korra mm-hmm. and then like BoJack Horseman and, and more sort of adult animated shows like that. Yeah, I, I like Gumball. That's got a really good uh, art style to it where all the characters are 2D like vector art and the backgrounds are all like really high detail 3D renderings. Uh, and I think it's got a really nice look to it. But other than that, I haven't really watched much of it. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with it um, at all. I actually had to look up to confirm it was Gumball. Uh I believe it is Gumball. We're 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 in accordance on this. Um, but yeah, a lot a lot of discourse here on on Twitter about you know were were these the right choices? Um, you know, you and me are a couple of old timers, so I think we would probably tend to disagree with 
these choices. Yeah, I don't know if I'd agree with any of those. <laughs> uh, well, now is your chance to speak out, Brendan, because I thought we might do a little a little activity together. Perhaps we shall name our Mount Rushmore of Cartoon Network. Okay, yeah, I'm for it. So how about we go ahead, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of take turns here, each naming a character. Um, if you want to go first, uh, I would I would love to hear your first choice for the, the Mount Rushmore, Mount Cartoon Network more. That's, that's clumsy. <laughs> yeah, that rolls right off the tongue. Easy to remember. <laughs> um, I would start uh, for sure with Courage the Cowardly Dog. Uh, mm. He would be right up there. I, I struggle with this, this exercise here because I, I want to sort of way i don't want to use personal preference i i kind of want to think like what is most important to cartoon network like what do i really think symbolizes cartoon network mm-hmm. um i don't disagree with your choice but a, definitely a bold choice right off the bat oh yeah he's he's the first thing i thought of as soon as you started talking about <laughs> it i was like courage has to be on that yeah uh, definitely a lot of my cartoon network time spent watching courage the cowardly dog and and, and i think probably a show that i would go back to today just oh, yeah. to see yeah kind of make sure that it, it holds up like i think it does and i'm pretty sure it probably does i think that it does if, i think if you were to go back and watch like the flantasy flan episode or the uh the barber one that speaks in rhyme who ends yes. every phrase with naughty <laughs> <laughs> um and of course the uh ramses slab yep the slab or uh the the giant killer robot who talks like christopher walken He's like, i don't want to destroy things i just want to carve tiny reindeer <laughs> the memories are flooding back in. Now. oh my god uh, yeah so why don't we do in our why don't we do in our courage podcast <laughs> sounds like pretty soon to me <laughs> um all right i think for my pick here and this isn't even necessarily my favorite one of my favorite cartoon network shows but i feel like the very first thing that I think of when I think Cartoon Network is Johnny Bravo. Mm-hmm. I somehow uh, knew that that was going to be next. And I, <laughs> I can see it on the mountain, too, with the giant hair sticking up. It just makes sense. Yeah, it just. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, I feel like all of like the early period of Cartoon Network, I feel like Johnny Bravo kind of was the face of Cartoon Network and maybe not even, you know, the most popular show. And again, you know, not my favorite show, but I just remember, you know, all the advertisements and and just seeing the Johnny Bravo face everywhere. Um, It's just synonymous with, with early cartoon network for me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I agree with that. He was in all like the splash, like teaser trailers and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. And of course taught a a generation of children, how to do the monkey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how to be raging misogynist. Thank you, Johnny Bravo. Thanks, Bravo. Everything you've done, in- including those two things. Do you remember the crossover episode where Johnny Bravo met uh, the mystery team? Uh, vaguely, yeah. And then, I feel like there was a lot of crossover episodes with the mystery team. Yeah, I think there was a show that was that was them meeting different Cartoon Network characters. Okay, but, uh, that's fun. There was a scene in that where Bravo or Johnny Bravo and Velma bump into each other and they both lose their glasses. Nice. And she's crawling around. I can't see without my glasses and he's crawling around. I can't be seen without my glasses. (laughs) (laughs) That's an extremely good joke. I wish I had seen that because that's very funny to me. Oh, it was wicked funny. (laughs) Uh, All right, Brendan, uh, you have the next next pick for I'm going to say it again. Mount Cartoon Network more. (laughs) I feel like people uh, love it. I bet they will. Yeah, Um, I'm kind of weighing between either Dexter Mm. or I would say maybe even like an Ed, Ed and Eddie character, but I don't know which one of those I would pick 
So I would okay. probably have to go with Dexter. Okay. Dexter, I think a great choice. Um, obviously, you know, another Gandhi Tartakovsky product. Yeah. I, Dexter, a lot of, a lot of airtime, uh, on my TV in the late nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Maybe something we'll have to revisit in a more substantial way, kind of as we move on with, with the Samurai Jack. Um, yeah. I, I would be a hundred percent down to watch more Dexter. Yeah, I haven't seen Dexter in a long time. I do remember, though, there was a big movie event uh, where like Mandark went to the future and teamed up with his future selves. And then Dexter did the same thing. And his old old Dexter kept calling him Billy the whole time. Uh, that's um, pretty much all I remember from that movie. <laughs> but it was <laughs> it a sounds good like you remember everything. I mean, certainly <laughs> you remember a lot more than than I did because I had nothing to say. Um, all right. Three three good choices so far. So we're, we're talking Courage the Cowardly Dog. Um, Johnny Bravo, Johnny Bravo. Yep. And Dexter. Hmm. So this is tough because obviously, you know, I would say my favorite Cartoon Network show is the one that we're discussing Samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that it belongs on Mount Cartoon Network more. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that I, I don't think, yeah, obviously the quality is high, but I don't know that it really kind of like symbolizes Cartoon Network more than some of these other shows that we still haven't said. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, this is a tough choice. Um, I might have to go, and you're not gonna like this, I don't think. And this isn't even a show I think I've ever watched very much. But I might have to also go with. You're gonna say cow and chicken, aren't you? <laughs> uh, just cow. Cow, uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, no, cow and chicken belongs in the trash mount (laughs) mount trash network more mount trash less Um, (laughs) uh i might have to go with also adventure time you think so Uh, would you put finn or would you put jake i would probably put finn um even though i think jake would be the better design on the mountain Mm -hmm. um but just thinking about like that time period uh i knew so many people who loved that show and it was a huge kind of cultural deal like people were talking about that show for years and years and years i think it does kind of like symbolize this later period of cartoon network in a way that's like just like too substantial for me to not include it on our our short list yeah I can kind of see that. Um, I would disqualify it only because the pilot originally aired on Nickelodeon. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. But that's just a pilot, and it was years before the show proper got started. Like, the voice actor for Finn in the pilot is the older brother of the kid who ended up being the voice actor in the main show. Interesting. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. Um, Okay. I think we'll still still count it. do you remember when Doug moved from Nickelodeon to Disney? Yeah, and like everyone's like skin color changed and things got real weird. Became really weird. Doug does not hold up, by the way. If you go back and watch Doug now, it's almost unwatchable. Mr. Dink uh, isn't still hilarious, though. I bet he is. <laughs> Douglas. He's still hilarious and everything is still very expensive. Um, <laughs> Douglas, check out my boat. <laughs> uh, I think these are four good choices. I think we've created a good a good Mount Cartoon Network more. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good one. Um, if anyone out there disagrees, you can send us an email at got recap at gmail.com with your picks and we'll, uh, might discuss them on the podcast next week. Yes. Please definitely do that. Um, I would love to see what other people, uh, choose. Our, our tastes are 
definitely very narrow here. I kind of knew it was going to shake out similarly to mm-hmm. what we just did, um, which is fine. But uh, sad to leave Samurai Jack off of that list. Uh, but luckily enough for us, uh, we have a whole episode to recap. So let's do it. Let's get into it. Episode 10 of Samurai Jack titled Jack and the Lava Monster, which right off the bat, kind of a lazy name. I also don't really consider, I mean, we'll get to it, but I don't know if I consider it to be a lava monster. I think it's more of a rock monster. Yeah, I called him Rockman in my notes the whole time. A lava monster to me is more like Blarg from uh, Yoshi. Yoshi, yes. Yeah. 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 I, you know, maybe a slightly more creative name than Jack the Woolies and the Critchelites, but <laughs> yeah. only, only just slightly. Jack under the sea. Hey, you didn't <laughs> say it right. Oh, yeah. Jack under the sea. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, all is forgiven. Um, yeah, episode 10, uh, October 12th, 2001. Uh, the opening of the episode, we can see Jack is walking through like this grassy hillside, like these rolling hills, and he's just walking slowly alone, and uh, the, the wind is like howling behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like very windy. It uh, looks very cold and uncomfortable like there's a gray sky it's just like an ugly kind of scene Mm -hmm. big thick trees everywhere like yeah thick stumps not really so much the foliage right um yeah these big kind of like ugly looking trees and then like we can hear like a lot of sounds of like bugs and like birds and things like chirping in the background it's kind of cool shot of yeah jack just kind of walking through this this cold grassy land he, he reaches this valley um, that's full of like it's it's dotted with like all these pools of water, like little puddles. Um, it's kind of like this just big, wide open valley. Um, mm-hmm. Jack looks kind of like a little uh, dismayed a little bit because there's like no shelter here for him from the wind. Like he looks very, very cold. He's like all bundled up in his gi. Yeah, it's uh, it's this like marshland. Um, but right before that, we saw like a wolf that was panting really yeah. heavily. Which actually gave me the impression that it was very hot where he was. I was like, it's a windy <laughs> desert. Uh, but then in this scene, we see him exhale and we see his, the steam of his breath. So I was like, I'm a little confused about what's happening right now. The weather's all over the place, just like it is for you and me here in <laughs> <Yeah>. New Hampshire. <laughs> um, man, I hope it cools down. I am sweating. Yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, he he starts walking through like this marsh and... Uh, the wind keeps howling, and then on the wind, we can hear what sounds like a man's voice kind of calling out to him. Um, and at first, it's kind of hard to, like, make out what this voice is saying. And Jack kind of, like, notices the voice but doesn't really pay it any mind. Um, just lets out, like, a big sigh. And, yeah, like, he can see his breath, so it must be cold. Mm-hmm. Confirmed. Uh, he keeps walking through, and uh, we hear the voice a couple more times, and we can hear that it's saying come it's just saying come over and over again do you want me to keep saying that (laughs) that's right (laughs) we can move on (laughs) uh well just like you are doing right now um it seems like jack is like trying to ignore this voice (laughs) he's like not really even noticing it like he he can hear it but he's just continuing to walk through um and the voice again it, it calls out to him and it just it's it starts saying come to me and uh jack finally kind of like really acknowledges this and like lowers his hands out of his 
Rogue again in the same way he did yeah. in the Blind Archers episode. Yeah, uh, I watched that episode with commentary, and I guess the arms lowering out of his uh, sleeves is a direct reference to, um, oh shit, what's the guy's name? Fuck. Kurosawa. Kurosawa, yeah. is a direct reference to uh, Kurosawa films. Um, there's a specific one, but but they said they really lifted that straight from that with like him lowering his hands, preparing. Uh, interesting. I guess that makes a lot more sense. I really pulled that name. You could have been talking about anybody. Yeah. No, you had it, though. Kurosawa. You sure it wasn't Miyazaki? There's another I, one. For see, you. I almost Am I knowledgeable. I almost said Miyazaki, but I was like, nope, nope, that's not it. That's the cartoon guy <laughs> slash the Dark Souls guy. Jack's a cartoon guy, so what's the difference? That's true. Anyway, yeah, Jack, he lowers his hands, and but he's, he's still kind of walking, like, cautiously. Um, and the voice keeps speaking to him, and, and Jack finally says, "Who who's there? But there's no answer. And, yeah, the voice just keeps on telling Jack to come. <laughs> uh, it tells him to come, but he was already there. <laughs> um, Jack finally, he, like, pulls out his, his sword. And uh, starts running through this forest, yeah, with all these these big ugly trees. Um, and he reaches the edge of this grassland, uh, and it's 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 no longer grass, but kind of sprawling out before him are these big rolling hills that look like just these big black piles of smoking ash. Yeah, it's all charred. There's bones everywhere. Yeah, it's all it's all burned up, and and something clearly is has happened here, um, something bad. And Jack bends over and picks up some of this ash, which like slowly blows out of his hand on the breeze. Something evil has ravaged these lands. A very familiar evil. The voice seems to hear him say that and is just like, yeah. Just come here already. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it agrees. Yeah, you're right, bro. <laughs> yeah, something evil. Now get over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jack, he sort of, he finally like starts to heed this call and he's walking through this desolate wasteland of all this, this black ash. Um, this like ominous droning music starts to play behind him in the background. Uh, and yeah, just like you said, like there's these skeletons kind of all over the ground that are wearing They've got like swords and shields and they're wearing like Viking helmets. Um, and it, it gets more Viking E as, as Jack stumbles into like this, this giant Viking ship graveyard, like mm-hmm. all of these long ships, um, just kind of like destroyed in this, this big vast valley. Yeah. Full of like dead warriors and, and just a lot of carnage. Yeah. I really didn't notice, uh, when I was younger, how much Viking stuff is in this show. It's, it's weird, it's right? It's almost every episode we get a lot of Viking stuff going on. It's been very Viking heavy, um, which is great. You know, I've I've played Assassin's Creed before, so <laughs> I I love it. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird. It's like they just had a real hard on for the Norse. Yeah. Who doesn't? So I came up with a theory about this, actually. Oh, <laughs> I love your theories. Hit hit me with it. Um so when when Aku shows up, right, he's he's going around destroying cities and stuff. Uh, but the Vikings are more nomadic, so they might be out at sea while he's doing this. Mm, okay. So we've got all civilizations falling, but the Vikings are still out there wandering around and plundering. So they might have like held on longer and their influence might have spread more while people were trying to rebuild. And so we that's oh. why we see more of this, like the Viking influence over every part of the show. You're playing like eight dimensional chess right now, and I love it. <laughs> 
Yeah. So that's what I was thinking when I saw that, because it's becoming a real motif of the show. Viking stuff. Mm hmm. I love Viking stuff, so I'll, I'll take it. Oh, yeah, I'm here for it. It's weird how much it keeps popping up, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just this big this big wasteland full of old broken down ships and lots of Viking skellies. Um, and in the distance, uh, there's this, this tall mountain, and Jack looks up at it, and there's like a flashing light at the top of the mountain. And again, that, that voice calls out to Jack. And then, you know, we see Jack uh, reach the base of this mountain and starts to climb up it. Um, as he sort of nears the top, he reaches an opening like a cave in the mountain and uh, <laughs> he climbs down into this cave and there's like a big pool of lava with these floating rocks in it. Mm -hmm. And, and at the end of this cave, there's like a, a tunnel with a big red light uh, where we can hear that voice uh, coming from again. Um, and Jack takes one step down onto these these floating rocks and a bunch of spears just fire at him from all sides. And also the walls of this cave start to close in on him. Uh, they're like covered in spikes. Uh, so Jack runs through the cave towards that tunnel on the other side. Uh, and he kind of leaps through a tiny gap uh, at the very last minute and survives. That was almost the end for him. I didn't mm -hmm. get to make my joke, but nope. you know we'll have we'll have more chances. There, there will be chances. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's starting to feel real video gamey. Yeah, it, it, Jack. He starts to play like the world's most dangerous platformer. Here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His, his his years of Donkey Kong Country have really come in handy. <laughs> finally, all those bananas he saved up. Yeah, they're <laughs> finally going to pay off. And yeah, he he leaps through that gap and and survives. Um, and <laughs> the voice again says to Jack, it just says, come. And then Jack has <laughs> a great line, probably the best line of the whole episode. He says, the voice beckons me further in. Surely he takes me for a fool to follow deeper into his trap. And just as he finishes saying this, the wall and the ceiling and the, the floor start to close in on him. And Jack like looks up at it and he goes, well, a fool I be and <laughs> starts running through the tunnel towards the voice again. Yep. It's very silly. Um, but yeah, he, he runs again. He like narrowly jumps through like a tiny crack in the wall. Yeah. He almost became a Jack sandwich. Mm, delicious. Yep. That's a Resident Evil reference for you right there. Okay. Put that one in your pocket. I was going to say they could sell that at Jack in the box, but um, <laughs> that's not really funny. So I'm not going to say that. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> Thanks, Brendan. Uh, yeah, he he escapes this tunnel and uh, he lands on like a ramp uh, and slides down a hill into another tunnel <laughs> that is like it's got like spider webs kind of blocking off the entrance. Mm -hmm. um, and Jack already looks annoyed. He's like, all right, well, what's going to be in here? So he grabs one of the spider webs with his hand. And as soon as he does this, a thousand spikes start firing from either side of the walls of this this cave. Um, just like rapid fire spikes everywhere, just raining spikes. Yeah, there's there's no like weaving your way through it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and he's got to think about what to do. But luckily, uh, there are like a couple dead warriors on the ground next to him. Um, seems like enough warriors. Yeah, we're able to find this this cave, but, you know, not enough of them were able to make it through these many perils. But yeah, luckily, there are two uh, dead ones on the ground next to him that both have these giant shields so Jack picks up both of these shields and sort of holds them at his sides and runs through this tunnel 
Uh, and yeah, the, the spikes kind of bounce off the shields. Um, so he makes it through easily enough. Yeah. yeah he, he, he jumps through that tunnel and again lands on another ramp that kind of sends him down. This is, yeah, a crazy labyrinth that has been constructed for him here. Um, very, very platformy, very, very silly. Yeah, it seems like it'd be fun. They could probably make a flash game out of it. Yeah, they should just start doing this on uh, Wipeout uh, and finally have some real stakes where they can really die. <laughs> that would be exciting. That's good TV. They should bring back gladiator games. They should. I've been campaigning for that for years. Yeah, let's let's uh, all of our listeners get out there. Let's start a mm-hmm. petition to get some gladiator games back. Hashtag gladiator games. Also, hashtag Mount Cartoon Network more. <laughs> Hashtag gotta recap blood sports. <laughs> Get them trending. <laughs> yeah, he, he slides down this hill and uh, it kind of dumps him out into midair. Um, and he is free falling for a minute uh, and he catches himself. He like reaches out and grabs uh, like a big spiky stone pillar that's coming up from the bottom of this pit. Uh, and uh, it starts to crumble in his hand. But luckily he like slowly falls onto like this little narrow ledge that was just beneath him. Um, so that worked out just fine. Uh, but we can actually see at the bottom of this pit, there's like a bunch of impaled soldiers and skeletons. Uh, so, you know, they managed to make it this far, but not far enough. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, actually. How many have gotten uh, to different distances through this place? Yeah, not bad. Um, standing on this narrow ledge and then from the walls behind him, like uh, a bunch of gas starts to shoot out or like steam starts to shoot out from the walls and like these big geysers. Um, it's very, yeah, sticking with the platformers. It's it's very Super Mario 64 uh, inside of the volcano. Mm-hmm. Um, it's absurd, uh, but they, it, it starts to shoot out from him and he, he kind of runs and like jumps over all these these spouts of gas and he reaches <laughs> the end of the ledge and there's this big red door that's in the shape of like a mask or like a face uh and it's got like this big cartoony mouth that's opening and shutting in intervals yeah just gnashing teeth essentially like a mini golf course (laughs) obstacle but the mouth is opening and shutting and uh, the gas starts to sort of start to close in on jack uh and he times his jump perfectly through the mouth of this this door and there's actually a series of these mouths. There's like multiple mouths in opening and shutting in different intervals. Uh, it's yeah, the, the whole thing is just very cartoonish. This is a timing based puzzle now. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's they're changing up the rules a little bit. <laughs> um, but he he jumps all the way through and makes it through the last door. And, and again, he jumps into midair and starts falling down. And beneath him, there's this this giant pit. That is a, a rose of spinning spikes. Yeah, like the like the shark from James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, essentially. Uh, it's just, yeah, this giant pit of spikes like waiting for him to fall in. And he kind of cheats here. I feel like he kind of cheats in this this platforming puzzle because he takes out his sword and like slices up a bunch of the spikes so he doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like you got to f- weave your way through there. The sword is that's an unfair advantage. Yeah, he's only got one shot, though, so I guess it's, you know, you got to do what you got to do. That's true. Uh, but yeah, he falls through. He makes it through. Uh, but as soon as he falls through that crack, like a bunch of lava starts to pour down from the ceiling uh, and like completely fills this chamber that he's he's landed in. Uh, he runs out of the way just in time as the lava like splashes down uh, and he reaches the edge of a cliff that's looking out over like this big fiery pit full of lava. 
And there's another dead soldier down in this pit who's wearing a Viking helmet that bounces off and lands on uh, a stone pillar that's sticking out of this this lava pit. And uh, the pillar starts to sink into the lava. So Jack uh, figures out to carefully sort of jump his way across a series of these pillars in this big lava pit. Yeah. Um, And they all just sink as he jumps off of them. There seem to be a lot of them, though, so it probably wouldn't be too hard to get across. It's not like they're like spaced far apart or anything. Right. No, this is child's play for for Jack. If this is the final challenge in the the platforming puzzle, they really didn't design it as well as it's definitely not like a maple story jump puzzle or anything. It's pretty simple. Nothing like that. (laughs) Yeah. So he he jumps all the way across these pillars and he reaches uh, like this landing in the middle of the lava. uh, And as soon as he lands uh, on this platform, this gigantic golem emerges from the ground, like this very epic sequence of it, like bursting from the ground. Um, And it's this black towering humanoid figure um, that's kind of got like a spiky shaped body, like a very angular, like spiky body. Um, And yeah, it's it's this big black rock creature um, that's got red lava sort of coursing throughout like cracks in its body. Um, So again, you know, Jack and the lava monster, uh, it's got like lava accents. Yeah, he's like flame powered but he's not really made of lava yeah i take some i take some issue with it but um there's there's enough lava where you know we'll let it we'll let it slide but this 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 large golem uh it sees jack and it starts to like morph like form out of its rock body it forms like a big morning star weapon and uh and and jack kind of like questions it and the creature just says to him, welcome to your doom. <laughs> welcome to die. <laughs> yeah, it's like this very dramatic line that's accompanied by like this evil music sting, basically like a dun dun dun. <laughs> He's basically uh, the Terminator from Terminator 2. Is that the one where it like it's the cop that has yeah. like swords and stuff? Yeah, that sounds right. One of those. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's like this very ominous moment and uh, then it fades to commercial and when it fades back um the the large lava monster is still towering over jack uh, and there's like a little bit of a standoff uh and and jack says to the creature he says well you know you've lured so many warriors here to your death or to their deaths um you know why did you do that and the the monster says uh it is my purpose to battle and just immediately launches at Jack and starts attacking him with this giant weapon that he formed. Um, Jack uh, jumps towards the monster and cuts at him with a sword, kind of gets like a cut all the way across his body. And the the monster screams uh, and falls to its knees. And like this giant blast of lava starts firing out of it. Yeah, like two different geysers of lava and all kinds of steam just start spraying out of this thing. Yeah. It's like a very video gamey, like overly gory <laughs> lava blood pouring out of him. Um, yeah, uh, the the monster, he's like in pain. But uh, then uh, you can see he's actually relieved because he says uh, at last, uh, after all these years, a worthy opponent. And he's got like a smile on his rocky face. And he's talking. He's actually talking in like a lot of like these and thous and like, mm-hmm. um, which is funny. But he, he's, he's happy that finally, yeah, he has a worthy opponent to fight him. And Jack says uh, that he actually will not fight. He's kind of like fed up with it. 
the monster gets pissed and is like, no, you will fight me and attacks him again. But Jack kind of like jumps out of the way. I will not do battle with you for your amusement. There is no honor in it. Honor! What do they know of honor? A millennium has passed, and now my goal is within my grasp. This battle will continue to the end. And after he says this, uh, he forges another weapon. He forges like this gigantic sword out of his rock body and swings it at Jack, um, who jumps out of the way just in time. But again, he still will not fight. Um, and this just further enrages the monster. Yeah, he's getting real mad. <laughs> yeah, he's pissed. He wants to fight. Jack is having none of it. Um, the monster zaps him with like laser eyes. Yeah, they, they kind of look like a sword beam from Zelda almost. Yeah, um, there's a lot of laser eyes on this this television program. <laughs> yeah, there is. I got no problem with that. The more the more the merrier, I say. But yeah, Jack doesn't even care as like these laser blasts just fry him. Uh, and he just sits down and like meditates and he absolutely will not fight. But the monster now, his mood kind of changes. He goes from like infuriated to now he looks like upset and his voice kind of changes. Yeah, he's he's a little heartbroken about what's going on right now. Yeah, um, he's he's definitely very heartbroken. And now he says, well, like, I can't attack you if you're not going to fight me. I, I won't attack you. He actually says that the, this battle must be conclu- concluded by the warrior's code, he says, and basically starts begging him to fight. Uh, and, and Jack doesn't understand. He asks him, you know, why? Why do we have to fight? And the the monster delivers another great line. He says the master of this kingdom of rock is just a man. <laughs> He's very poetic. Yeah, very poetic, very epic guy. This whole episode is like very overly epic and a kind of strange way. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty silly. It is very silly. Uh, yeah, the, the monster starts to tell Jack that uh, he used to be a warrior, just used to be like a regular man. Uh, and actually, as he starts to describe this, he summons like a stone tablet out of the ground um, that's covered in all of like these runic symbols. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that he has recorded his past uh, so that he he wouldn't sort of forget where he came from and forget his own story. Um, and he says he did this so that his people wouldn't be lost to the dust of time. Then he starts to tell Jack the backstory. Uh, and it's kind of cool because what it does, like the camera zooms in on this stone tablet and it zooms into the carved symbols. Um, and then the whole scene sort of starts to animate like in the style of these these symbols and these, these carvings. Yeah. Um, and so as he's telling the story, yeah, like these little cartoon drawings on this, this stone tablet kind of animate and uh, describe the scenes that he's he's telling. It's it's pretty well done. Yeah, I it's it's very stylish. Um it, the the like the the movements of the animations and everything take on like a much more like rudimentary like uh, um yeah. there's one part where the guy's riding a horse and he gets off the horse, but to get off the horse he just kind of floats up into the air and like comes back <laughs> down on the ground. <laughs> yeah. It's basically South Park movement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a much more crude sort of animation than what we're, we're used to uh, on this TV show. Um, but it's it's very well done. Yeah, it works. Um, it works for the scene for sure. Yeah, it's it's very cool. Um, he starts to tell Jack his story uh, and he says that they used to have a prosperous city uh, in this this mountainside that that the whole episode of, has taken place in. Um, and we can see uh, like on the buildings in this, this city, there's like all these Viking symbols and like there's long houses and like 
carved serpents and all sorts of stuff. So more more Viking content. Um, he he's telling Jack about their their Viking village. Um, and yeah, they were they were living a good life. He was personally living a good life. Um, says that he you know he had a family. We see like his whole family. Uh, he mentions having a dog. <laughs> which yeah, which yeah. never comes up again, but <laughs> they they took the time to mention it. Yeah, yeah. They make a big deal out of the dog. He's like, "Yeah, I had a wife and kids," and then he goes in a faithful canine. This dog comes up, and <laughs> that's the beginning and end of dog time in yes, this episode. The, the dog will never reappear, <laughs> <laughs> which is a shame. But yeah, he they're 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 living pretty well. And one day, uh, he was out on a hunt with some other warriors. Uh, but he says while they were returning from the hunt, uh, he says the black moon blocked out the sun. And we can see like this this image of an eclipse, the moon passing in front of the sun, and then everything starts to get a little more dark. Um, he says like the whole sky was blacked out, essentially. And uh, what we actually see next is that Aku has emerged um, and and this crude drawing of Aku, which I love. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really stylized drawing of him. He he looks yeah. more Nordic than uh like yeah. the Japanese style that he normally has. Which is really fun to see, yeah, the different cultures take on Aku, which is cool. I hope we get to see like a lot more of those as the series goes on. Yeah, for sure. He's got like a big I like he's got uh, instead of a flame beard, he's got a big braided beard. Yeah, yeah. Very clever. But yeah, uh, Aku emerges uh when the the moon blocks out the sun and starts to attack the kingdom. Um, which again is interesting. It kind of reminds me of what I said when we were talking about the woolies and how the elder woolly describes that they had like a really peaceful kingdom until like there was an eclipse and then suddenly the critical lights showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it does. It is interesting. It does seem like a lot of these civilizations did fall. You know, they, they, they were living well until Aku, emerged um so it does make you wonder yeah kind of like the timeline for all of aku's attacks yeah was was this eclipse the same eclipse that we saw at the beginning uh and and if so is aku able to be in multiple places at once right it's a good question um and interesting yeah we'll we'll see how many more times that happens i'll bet several Uh, yeah probably (laughs) it seems to be a, a developing theme yeah um but yeah, Aku showed up and yeah, we get more of these cool shots of like this very primitively drawn Aku attacking the city. Um, and uh, the warrior says, you know, they did try to fight back. But of course, we know that that's not going to work. Um, and Aku just completely decimates their armies and destroys like their whole village. And the warrior says that he was the only one left. Uh, so he went into battle with Aku. But of course, he couldn't hurt him either. And as Aku will do, he was extremely amused by this feeble attack. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, the warrior was ready to fight him and and die in battle. Uh, but Aku, instead of doing this, uh, what he did was uh, imprisoned him within an unbreakable crystal, which denied him, denied the warrior his fate, essentially, like denied him this chance to die in battle. And, and forced him to watch as Aku just completely destroyed the city and, and everything that this warrior loved. And then after he was done, uh, Aku took the crystal and thrust it into uh, the heart of this giant mountain that they're in now, um, essentially preventing him, he says, uh, preventing the warrior from ever being able to reach Valhalla. Pretty rude of Aku, actually. Yeah, uh, a real dick. And I'm sure he laughed all the way back to his house. 
uh, about this this clever prank that he pulled and then watch <laughs> some good some good TV on his hideaway TV. Yeah. Got him all the way back home. <laughs> Sucker or fool. Fool is more accurate. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but the the warrior spent a long time in this mountain entra- uh, entrapped in this this crystal. And uh, he says through his strong will, he was able to find a way to manipulate the rocks around him and was able to form this giant stone body. Um, he also says that he created this dangerous path that Jack just had to run through uh, so that the only one who could truly reach him was a great warrior because uh, he needs a warrior to come and fight him and defeat him yeah. so that he can move on to Valhalla with his buds. It's basically the plot of Ready Player One. Uh, Essentially. This guy, he just designed this like killer game to, <laughs> to try to get people to reach him. Uh, oh, man, I really hope Samurai Jack is not in Ready Player One. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up because I don't want Ready Player One to be in my Google search history. <laughs> He'll probably be in the new uh, Space Jam with all the characters they got. Oh, yeah, that's possible. Oh, man. Could you imagine him dunking on someone? That would be so great. They should make a be Cartoon sick. Network Classics basketball game. There's got to be an episode of Samurai Jack where he plays basketball. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There could there could very well be like that episode of Samurai Champloo where they play baseball the whole time. <laughs> uh, there's nothing in the rule book that says a samurai can't play basketball. Nope. I've never seen it. <laughs> uh, we'll get there eventually. We got to finish this episode first. <laughs> um, yeah, he he built this path so that, you know, only the greatest warriors could reach him. And he says, you know, Jack is the only one who's ever actually made it. Uh, so he asks Jack. Uh, to fight him again so that Jack can finally break this curse and set him free. Uh, and Jack kind of thinks about it for a minute and then just quickly and quietly pulls his sword out from his robe and says, prepare yourself. And the monster is stoked. Yeah, he gets real giddy. <laughs> yeah, this is like exactly what he's been waiting for. And he says, at last, he says, the gates of Valhalla open to me uh, in another epic line delivery. And then they fight. For like two seconds, yeah. in a very uneventful kind of fight, which is mostly just the two of them like clashing swords. Yep, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, pretty anticlimactic for the big buildup. Um, the warrior manages to uh, knock Jack down and starts like begging him to get back up and fight. And Jack kind of slowly struggles, but does get back on his feet. And he's like, "Don't worry, like I'm, I'm, I'm still with you. Yeah, I haven't uh, even begun to fight." Is essentially yeah. what he says. Yeah, Jack is pretty badass in this moment, um, and they they resume the fight, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just another extremely quick battle sequence with, like, not a lot of interesting shots. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a couple interesting shots, like, there's a few of them running at each other from, like, we get an, an angle from behind one of them or the other, uh, and right. I, I did notice that a lot of their sword clashes were kind of going to the beat of the music, or they okay. would at least hit on the percussive beats. Right. Um, so it was a little interesting, but it, it was a little too short. They blew their whole time budget on the backstory. <laughs> yeah, they, it's it's just, yeah, kind of like a very anticlimactic scene after like, hey, I really need you to defeat me in battle. It's the only <laughs> way I can make it to Valhalla. And then they fight for like two seconds, uh, which is funny. Yeah, uh, the story was what was important. Uh, it's the journey, not the destination. Yeah. Yeah, they, they fight briefly. And uh, we get another one of those like close up comic book panel style shots of Jack uh, thrusting his sword 
and he stabs the warrior like right in his midsection, but we don't even see like the killing blow. We also don't even hear it. Like there's no sword clash. It's like a kind of like a really weirdly shot killing blow. Yeah. I don't know. I'd agree um, with that. Yeah. He, he stabs him and uh, like the, the monster kind of like starts to like light up and kind of like loses composure a little bit. Um, But uh, he is like so thankful that Jack has defeated him. He actually calls out. He says, a cursed monster, uh, speaking to Aku, he says, your spell is broken. And then in a huge explosion, he, <laughs> like, immediately, like, turns into He-Man, essentially. Yeah, he, he does. He looks almost exactly <laughs> like He-Man. He's got a huge <laughs> jawline and these golden flowing locks. <laughs> yeah. He's like this big, burly, blonde Viking man. <laughs> it's, ex- it's, like, extremely funny. Yeah, just like in a flash, he's He-Man. He's got like this giant sword raised over his hand and he's wearing like a white fur cape. What was the name of the uh, the Viking superhero in Dexter? The one who had the guitar? Hmm, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, well, somebody emailed us that name, um, but he looks just like that guy, pretty much. <laughs> Makes sense. Work, do, do what you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The same way that that Jack, uh, Jack looks like Professor X, you know. Right, right. It all it all goes together. Um, but yeah, he's standing there with his sword raised, and he says, "The curse is lifted." And as he's saying this, uh, this yeah, this handsome, burly man like rapidly ages into this extremely old, withered man. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Uh, but he like drops his sword and and falls to the ground, and he's laying on the ground. Uh, like ready to die. He's got this big, dumb smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, he, he's pretty stoked about it. Yeah. Uh, Jack runs over to him and like starts to speak. It looks like he's going to like apologize, but the, uh, the warrior's like, no, don't worry about it. Uh, this is a, this is, you know, this is what I wanted. Uh, and, and asks Jack to hand him his sword, which of course is the only way you can get into Valhalla. You got to be holding that sword. Yeah. Um, although if if I was Odin here, I would argue that he did not die in battle. <laughs> the battle freed him from his mm. curse and then he aged and died of old age. Yeah, that might be a bit of a technicality. And yeah, um, from what I know about Odin, he would be that petty. Oh, yeah. Odin's a real bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he would he would find any excuse to not let someone in. <laughs> but. Uh, he, he, Jack does hand him, hand him his sword and kind of like bows to him. And the warrior just says, thank you. And then dies. Mm -hmm. Um, and right as he dies, there's this huge flash of light coming from above (laughs) and the sky opens up and these two golden Valkyries start riding down through the sky on these giant white horses Mm -hmm. it's a pretty great shot it's like way over the top there's (laughs) like this choir music playing in the background like this extremely epic music and it's it's really just tearing the lore apart too like we're we're just straight (laughs) up confirming the existence of these nordic gods (laughs) like (laughs) we're just throwing it all out you know it's all real everything you've ever heard it's all real the force all of it. <laughs> this has very heavy implications for the world. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, the, the the Valkyries ride out of the sky and they they gather the warrior up from the ground. They like cradle him and, and get back on the horses. 
Um, they start to ride back up into the sky and the warrior looks at Jack, his eyes open up and he looks at him and then like gives a big toothy dumb smile <laughs> yeah, down at Jack. He looks so sly like <laughs> like he's just stoked about being held by this Valkyrie. <laughs> yeah, he's like looking at Jack. He's got like a little smile and then he yeah, just this big like toothy smile like yeah, buddy. <laughs> Pervy old man smile. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> it's pretty it's, great. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, yeah, and they're, they're riding away. They ride into these blinding white, white lights from the sky and then they're just gone. And Jack still here in this cave. Uh, he carves an image into that stone tablet. Uh, he carves an image of the warrior and just writes under it. He just writes the word free. Mm-hmm. He writes it in like the same style of the runes too, which I think yeah. is pretty funny because if somebody who read that language saw that they would not read it as free. Probably no. they'd be like, what is this gibberish right here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little all all over the place. He did leave it behind so that his people would not be forgotten. But he's going to yeah, have to hope that somebody who speaks every language known to man <laughs> finds this this absurd Rosetta Stone. It was a nice gesture, though. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It was nice of Jack to do that. But uh, he walks away and then it kind of fades into him walking back through those grassy hills that uh, were in the opening of the episode. Um, (laughs) And as he's walking away, this is where the episode leans full into (laughs) Viking territory, (laughs) which I don't feel like it was really deserved based on like the mild Viking stuff that we had earlier. This is like full bore. It, It pans up into the sky and it keeps panning up and we see in the clouds the warrior is standing in the clouds. He's his like young, healthy self again. And he's standing amongst the Norse gods. <laughs> yeah. He, Odin's there. We see he's got the eye patch and everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's the only one I was able to like recognize, but. Right. It looks like o- <laughs> yeah, Odin's definitely there. I uh, One of them is Thor. Yeah. Uh, I think one of them was Loki. Tyr and then there's two other there. ones. Tyr probably. And then there was a, a female Norse god, which is probably Freya. Yeah. Um, it's like just so over the top. And yeah, this, this music, like this choir is in the background over. Yeah, this shot of the, the warrior standing amongst the, the literal Norse pantheon with <laughs> this great hall of Valhalla behind them in the background. And they're just smiling down on Jack. <laughs> just looking down on Jack like in uh, the ending shot of Happy Gilmore with yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Um, <laughs> it's like the most ridiculous thing. And yeah, this this epic swelling music, which then just abruptly ends and then the Samurai Jack theme plays because the episode has ended. <laughs> it's a great ending. <laughs> Watch it. Oh my god, I loved it. Uh, yeah. But it really, it really does bring up a, a whole heap of questions about like yeah. why, why this happened. Like why, why would they have come and, and fought Aku? Like <laughs> there's a lot to think about, um, and I am almost 100 percent sure none of that will ever be addressed. No, no. I'm but, not sure it should be though. No, I don't think it should. Um, but we have to we have to assume that it wasn't just like this this man's like dying thoughts and it actually happened because Jack right. saw the Valkyries. <laughs> it was just some crazy fever dream. Um no, yeah. Jack saw the literal Valkyries. Uh and we don't know if he sees the warrior standing with Odin and his buddies, but like just yeah, the implications of what happened here are like absolutely absurd. 
just like this whole episode is. So, you know, we're, we're talking about it now. We're at the end. I remember watching this episode for the first time, however many years ago that was, and thinking like, oh my God, this episode is so epic. Like, what an incredible story. And like, looking up like episodes or like lists online of like the best Samurai Jack episodes and this one not being listed on any of them. And I'm like, how is that possible? Like this episode was incredible. I have not watched this episode since then. And watching it this week, I was like, oh my goodness, what was I thinking? Like this episode, like, yeah, it's epic, but like nauseatingly so. Like yeah. it's just way too much to take in. <laughs> it's it's very over the top. Um, it's yeah. and like like we mentioned earlier, it's very video gamey. It, yeah, <laughs> the structure of this episode is just very yeah very weird to me. Yeah, yeah, and it almost doesn't feel like it really fits. It's just kind of it, it almost feels a little bit like a filler episode because it doesn't advance right. Jack's plot in any way. Not at all. <laughs> but yeah. but it's still I would still say it's a good one. I don't know if it would make the top of my list. Which I'm going to make no. when we finish the season. I'll, I'll rank oh, these yeah. episodes. Yeah, I I agree. This uh, I f- feel bad like thinking of this episode like so negatively, but like it's just there is so much to take in. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I would consider this in my top half of the episodes of season one. But like they had a lot of <laughs> I, they had a lot of ideas and they really leaned into them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not really sure that all of it worked. Right. Me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was like, it was fun, but it wasn't really, wasn't really what I came to the show for. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, that's all right. Um, I know <laughs> we've got some more bizarre episodes coming up, uh, as we close out season one. Um, and you know, this is one thing we're going to have to get used to is, you know, these, these filler episodes like this, um, there's a lot of zany ones that really do nothing to advance the plot of the mm-hmm. show. There's, there's one I've been waiting for. And when we get to it, I'm going to be real excited because <laughs> I know that it doesn't advance anything, but I remember it being a lot of dumb fun. <laughs> I promise the robot gangsters are, are approaching. I know that you're dying to see that as well. Yes. I'm, I'm waiting for that as well. That's not what I'm talking about, but I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it here. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, this, this episode a little fillery and, and very ridiculous, but still uh, ultimately uh, pretty enjoyable. Um, and yeah, we've, we've only got three episodes left in the season. Uh, it has it has been a fun one for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that that is that is going to do it for us this week. Um, if you want to reach out to us at gotarecap at gmail.com with your hashtag Mount Cartoon Network more hashtags work in emails, right? I think so. Yeah, you can hashtag wherever you want. I I hashtag uh, audibly on this podcast that <laughs> that true. gets that gets our podcast trending, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching a little bit of Netflix's The Circle, which is like a oh. a game show where they're all trapped in rooms and they they just oh. like chat with each other and they hashtag in private messages to each other. Brendan, you have no idea what you've <laughs> just opened up here. Uh, the circle has gotten a lot of airtime in this household. Yeah, uh, but 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 who in the world sends a hashtag in, in a way? private message? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody nobody talks that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, you you want to talk about over the top? Uh, the contestants on the circle are just like not even real human beings. <laughs> yeah, um, but that doesn't make them any less lovable. 
Uh, oh man, I, I love the circle very, very much. Yeah. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to save that for our circle bonus episode for our circle. Yeah, no, we're doing a whole, whole series on it. <laughs> you know what? Let's shut this down. This is now a circle recap podcast. <clears throat> we'll stop this recording and immediately we'll go into that one. <laughs> I'm deleting everything that we just did. <laughs> I don't even want it. I don't even want it to exist. Anymore. I'm done with Samurai Jack now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all circle all the time. Um, now we'll 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 get to that eventually. Um, but yeah, if you want to uh, reach out to us, uh, also on social media, um, got a recap uh, across all services. You know, make sure you use those those good hashtags that we made. Uh, one of them was about uh, like killing. I can't. Oh yeah, got to exactly recap blood sports. Got to recap blood sports. Uh, that's going to be number one on Twitter very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so please, please remember to hammer that hashtag. And uh, yeah, if if you want to uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and talk about your favorite blood sport um, and and how you like to hear us talk about uh, carnage and viscera, <laughs> um, we would appreciate that very very much. So please take a little time out of your day to uh, throw us throw us five stars. That would be super cool. Yeah. And uh, that is going to do it for us this week, uh, Brendan. This was uh, this was a trip. Yeah, this was uh, this was a fun episode. <laughs> Things got a little crazy, but uh, I had a good time. Um, We will continue having a good time moving forward, uh, and we are going to catch everybody next week for episode 11. And uh, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.